Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball drops another close game, this time to Utah. Why all BYU coaches, players, and fans have the right to be fired up. But thankfully, there's so much more to be planned for. An update to the December to Remember and BYU Football All Access with Michael Elisa. Bring on Memphis. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Holler! BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products, including these wonderful blue Santa hats. It's the most wonderful these are, time. These of the are year. nice. I gotta get me one of these. It has the Y on them. I think Jamal Jamal wore Jamal one of these last those year. a couple times, right? <laughs> Thursday, December eleventh. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who taught Lil Wayne how to be a gentleman. That's Brian right. Logan. That's right. I did. I did. And Drake too. I you, like these. Uh, you, want to on the, you want to turn on the blue lights? I, I, yeah, turn, turn, the, turn the blue lights on. It's like a it's like a lightsaber, man. You want to? Okay, we, you want to play? Yeah. We can, we fight. We're <laughs> fighting right now with swords. <laughs> The, the scene last night at the Marriott Center was amazing. They, they gave uh, everybody in the Marriott Center glow sticks, or most yeah. everybody, I think, and they turn the lights out, they do the curtain drop, and they have the projector playing BYU basketball highlights on. So with all these blue lights going crazy, it was just a magical scene. It yeah. was awesome. These are, these, are, these are pretty cool right now, man. I, I want to like, steal one of these and take them to my son so he can play with it, and we could play sword suit. You know, I, I'll beat him just like I beat you just now. I just cut your arm off. Don't do that. It's like a lifesaver, man. Star Star Wars, dude. You played swords when you were kids, huh? I did, too. I did. No, you did it. We're ending this conversation. No, you did it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how about this? First, losing stinks. Second, losing to Utah stinketh hardcore. But the first three-pointer made last night after tip-off was not by BYU or Utah, Brian. It was by Chelsea Willardson. (laughs) From half court to win five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. That's uh, that's amazing, man. I didn't see it. I, yeah. I heard some, you know, lights the, up the story. for that, Chelsea. Heard the story and uh, didn't think that she was really going to have a chance, and kind of just chucked it up, went in, and congratulations. I mean, five thousand dollars right before Christmas. That's got to be a great yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Man, I'd go buy a chain. I might go buy some rims for my car, <laughs> you know, for my Mercedes that I don't have. <laughs> I, would, I would tie, though, first. I'd give my 10%. I would do that. Representing Richfield, Utah, congratulations to Chelsea. Uh, on BYU's basket, no less, the Cougars came right out after that, tam- that timeout and made three quick three-pointers. And I was like, what in the world? Just, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it just flows, man. It's the karma. <laughs> the karma, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What was not awesome? Losing to Utah, like I mentioned. So, with that in mind, BYU needs fill in the blank going forward this basketball season. First tweet in from at O'Kelly KM. BYU needs to take the next step. We've hung with good teams, San Diego State, Purdue, Utah, we need to start winning those games. We are right there, 100% in agreeance. Hey, some national prognosticators yesterday were talking about how BYU is a really good basketball team, but they have yet to win a game of significant consequence when it, when it comes to building that tournament resume. They've been right there. Right there. But their best wins right now are against Long Beach State and Utah State. Pretty good wins, but not 
Great wins. Yeah, you've got to have the great wins on the resume, man. What have you done for me? What have you done? Why should I let you in to this fancy, fantastic, wonderful tournament here? And why should I give you a, a good seed? Well, if you haven't done the things that I want you to do, like beat a ranked opponent, Utah, so Brian doesn't have to wear red all the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm venting. Hold, hold on. I'll, I I'm will venting, let you get man. to your venting moment in I'm just a moment. I'm venting a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, it, but anywho, yeah, you, I mean, you got, it has to be pretty, right? You have to have style points. You have to have these big wins on your resume uh, to, to make a case for yourself. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout even if you don't feel like it. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. So close. So, yeah, so no, close. it hurts. Um, these are they're tough losses, and uh, hopefully we can, can learn from them and um, – and get better from them because we're they're going to be more games like this, and uh, we gotta we gotta stick together and keep fighting. That's all we can do. It's a long season. The disappointment is real. Listen to Tyler Haas' voice, the inflection. He took this loss personally, and this one hurts. It's the last time he's going to play Utah as a BYU Cougar. Yeah, and to not go out on top. I mean, that's that's one of the games that you know, you're going to look back to and look at your career and say, man, if only I would have beat Utah. You know, I may break records, and that's great. I had a great career, but I wanted to beat my rival, you know, and I didn't get a chance to do that. You could almost see, I almost wanted to cry when I heard his voice, man. It's right to be disappointed because it is Utah, but he, he's also correct in that it's about learning what you can from this game. And everybody, we talked about this with Jeff Judkins yesterday. Everybody wants to learn through winning. Yeah. Sometimes you have to learn through losing, and that stinks. Yeah, it does. But it's a reality. The Cougars lose to Utah 65-61, the first loss to Utah by a Dave Rose-coached BYU team at the Marriott Center. Rose now 7-1 and one against the Utes in Provo. It stings. No way around it. With no football game this year, it feels that much bigger. It just does. It's a big game anyway, we know. But when there's no football... It's just about this big profile game against Utah men's basketball. Yeah, and I and and that's what makes it that much hard for me to swallow, man, because you know, I made the bet with Bill Riley yesterday and I said, "Look, dude, you had take, to go and make the bet, we're, Brian. We're taking our relationship to the next level. You know, the loser wears the other team's, you know, swag of of our choice. You know, I wear a red shirt, he could wear a blue shirt, whatever we choose." And we lost, man. And and so I was I was listening to the game as best as I can. I, I was at a a, a a party with my with my wife and uh, listening on the radio on the way back. I was like, oh no 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 oh no red shirt red red no 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 red no more no red lights. I wanted to speed through the red lights, man. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Bill Riley, oh, the man. voice of the Utah Utes. You should have seen the smile on his face last night when I walked up to him, Brian. He's like, where's Brian? Oh, Where is he? Dude. I'm going to get him a Schmedium t-shirt from the Must. I appreciate it. I don't appreciate the the Must t-shirt, but I appreciate the size though, Bill, looking out for me. He's like, look, he's like, look good while I'm doing it. But I even went back, man, and I was looking. I was watching the replay, uh, and I watched just about half of it because you know I started my stomach started to turn, and I I got really bitter, dude. 
I got so bitter because and it was I was really selfish. I was like, this is all about me. You guys lost, and and I, there was times where BYU had some turnovers, and I remember Kafusi, you know, was down in the post and and had, had a steal, and I was like, come on, see you, you Corbin is the reason why I got to wear a red shirt, man. It's your fault. Gosh darn it. Why? And, and then the cooler side prevailed. Oh then man! Then you came back to reality. Then I saw. Then I saw Chase Fisher hit a hit a hit a brick, and I was like, "Chase, you too. You're the reason why I gotta wear red. <laughs> you are the reason, man." Gosh. But you calmed yourself down. Yeah, but I was calm. Okay. I was calm, and I, and, I, and I was able to look at the bigger the bigger picture. And it's like, yeah, there's so much weight on it because you don't have football. And then obviously with the uh, the the bet, but. Looking, looking at the big picture, it's it's like you still have an opportunity to 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 make uh, a significant uh, you know case for you. I I think if you can go in and win these two these next two games, uh, you know UMass, uh, and you and you take a look at uh, Stanford, uh, you know some top quality opponents, and then you still once you're in conference playing against Gonzaga, who's a ranked team, twice, yeah, you have an opportunity against them. Great opportunity. Sometimes. When you're wearing the blue goggles, it's kind of like blinders. Just, you you want to be mad. On. You know what? Rightfully so. Be mad. Be angry that, that BYU lost to Utah. But it's different than football and that basketball, there are more games and there are more opportunities for BYU to go and impress the committee. The committee's not going to be like, well, they lost to their rivals, so we better leave them out. <laughs> right. No, okay. It's, it's, it's bigger than that. It hurts as a BYU fan, yes, but open up the blinders to see what remains out there. And that is getting better. Dave Rose talked specifically about what the Cougars need to change moving forward after last night's game. We need better balance. I mean, that's a big part of kind of the growth of this team is get our front line to to kind of catch up to where we are. And when he says balance, some low post presence. Hey, Tyler Hawes and Kyle Collinsworth did their thing. They combined for 40 points. They were good. They were good enough to beat Utah. But BYU needs more than those two to win big games. Your bold prediction yesterday was Anson Winder. Anson was key. He shot 50% or better again. He's Mr. Efficiency. had 10 points, but only three from Chase Fisher. So it's like, okay, when BYU has had four guys go double figures, they have been very, very good this season. Amazing. But when it's the Tyler and Kyle show and – maybe Chase or maybe Anson, then, and those games are closer. And in big games, it hasn't been enough. So they need more balance, specifically in the post. I don't know if you're yeah. going to get it from scoring from the big guys. That's a lot to ask, but particularly from Anson and Chase. Other guys besides Tyler Haas and Kyle Collins. Well, even, yeah, I mean, not having, uh, you know, Nate Austin definitely hurt. I mean, when you look at the rebounds, you know, something that we had talked about earlier, 44 offensive rebounds, only 12 the BYU got. So when you look at, I mean, you you have to give credit to to Utah, right? I mean, they're they're long, they're athletic guys. Oh, they're a great right? defensive right. team. So, so so you give you give them credit, but you know, not having a guy like Nate Austin that definitely does hurt you. So if he's not gonna you know give you some points, uh, you know, by getting the rebounds, putting them back in, wherever the case is, at least he's giving you another opportunity on the offensive side to get a to get another uh, to get another score, but. When you look at the bench, right, only 16 points from the bench. That's, that, I, I just don't think in, in bigger games that's not going to cut it. When you have a guy like Chase Fisher that can just rain threes all day and he's not able to, to help you out in a big game like this, 
uh, especially a rival game. I mean, it's so much electricity throughout the entire, you know, venue. And he can only, you know, come away with three points. Like, come on. Come on, homie. That's not, that's not going to work. Yeah, Chase did hit one last night. He only took five shots, one for five. I'd like him to be in a position where he feels more confident to take more than five shots. And again, you can point fingers at different things that happened in the game. Bottom line is Utah beat BYU in Provo. That, that is it. They beat the Cougars. Were there some bad missed calls by the refs? Yes, an atrocious one on a shot clock violation that didn't happen because it was so loud in the Marriott Center. The referee said they couldn't hear it, even though they should be watching the shot clock. But still, I'm never going to blame the refs, ever. Hey, BYU yeah. had opportunities to win this game in spite of bad calls, and Utah would argue the same thing. We had some bad breaks go our way. There were some missed calls that went in favor of BYU. You just can't do that. It, it makes no. There's no point in doing that. And the ref, the ref said that you should you should hook it up to the to the to what to the the, the PA system, the PA which is system? the dumbest thing ever. We asked Dave Rose about that after the game. What what are you talking said, about, well, man? Maybe you, should, maybe you should hook your hook shot clock buzzer up to the PA system. Stop so we watching can all hear the game it. and do your job. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's not going to help you win. The, that's not going to help you, or you no, win the game. That's or, ridiculous. Or lose the game. I'm just saying though, like. Like, yeah. this is a real talk moment. I'm not going to blame it on the refs, but that's just dumb. Hash Brown, real talk. Watch. <laughs> you got the best seat in the house. I understand that. But do your job, though, man. Yeah. Stop watching the game. And not having Nate Austin, the top rebounder, it, it hurts. It's, it's no surprise that Utah dominated the glass because of that. However, yeah. they didn't play with Jordan Loveridge. Utah was down one of their star players. Okay? Yeah. There, I mean, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of what-ifs, should-have, could-have, would-haves. I, I think the biggest thing that, that comes down to it is just the little things. The, the, you know, paying attention to detail. The small things really allow a player and a team, uh, a program, to be great. And if you look at all the close losses to these, these top-ranked teams and these quality opponents, it's coming down to the very small things. Yeah. Dave Rose said balanced scoring, taking better shots. Utah did a good job of... Of rushing BYU, Cougars yeah. had to play a lot more yeah. defense they than they wanted to. They weren't in their game. So Coach Rose has identified what they need to do to change, to get out of this kind of funk where they lose big games by the closest of margins. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I'm not even one dance today, yeah, man. I know. I, know. <laughs> I was trying, but I know. Oh, no, I just said stop it. Just stop 11. It. BYU has lost their three games by a combined 11 points. Five in double overtime to San Diego State. Two to Purdue in overtime. And now four to Utah. That stings, BYU is 11 points away, well, 12 points technically, away from being undefeated and ranked in the top 20 in the country. But... There's, there's this idea that, okay, well, they're right there. What do we need to do to take the next step? What we got to do? BYU's going to find out with the rest of a huge December to remember. We said BYU needed to go 6-2 and two in this December to remember to feel good about going forward and being in the NCAA tournament, okay, to have a shot at a single-digit seed. They're 2-1 and one right now. They beat Utah State on the road. They beat Hawaii. They lose to Utah. At Weber State next, then Stanford, UMass, and Gonzaga all oh, at home. That right there. That stretch right in there. In the latter part of December. Mm. So you don't want to dwell on this too long because nope. there's so much more to play nope. for. Nope. Short, short memory. You got to move on. BYU Get needs ready. what going forward this basketball season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We got to calm you down, Brian. 
We call time out on basketball and talk football. Michael Elisa up next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan, live from Studio B. Logan. (laughs) BYU Broadcasting in the house. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Yesterday, you and I introduced BYU Sports Nation's first ever customized T-shirts. We have one of them here, and this is the clear winner right now in the vote, which is... Wrong one. Oh, no, it's not. Wrong one. Did you? T- oh. it's, this, it's this one right here. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. So we've got, we've got, oh, now we've got both here. Nice. We have sent out a tweet on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation account. Okay. We want you to retweet for the Got Karma look and favorite that tweet if you want the blue goggles. goggles. Yesterday, it was the blue goggles running away with it. Goggles hands down, man. Okay. I like both of them, though. So vote online. On, on our Twitter account at BYU Sports Nation, which T-shirt you want to choose? The voting ends Friday. You will be avail- It will be available for purchase depending on what you, BYU Sports Nation, decide you want. Our Twitter question today, BYU basketball needs fill-in-the-blank going forward this basketball season. Some one-liners for you. Brandon Davies traded from the Philadelphia 76ers to the New Jersey Nets, or the Brooklyn Nets, I should say. So he'll be playing uh, in New York now. That's probably a, a better thing for Brandon to not be on, on the 76ers in terms of uh, playing on a better team, but... But you want to have game film, man. He was getting minutes. He was, he getting was, minutes play, he was playing. You yeah. want to have That's film. So true. You want to always have film, man. Breaking news, Bronco Mendenhall not going to Oregon State. Gary Anderson, former Utah State coach and Wisconsin coach, will now go from Madison, Wisconsin to Corvallis, Oregon, to be the head coach of the Beavers. Hash Brown, head scratcher. Did I don't know not what in the world is going on in, in football life right now. Good move for Oregon State, though. Good for the Beavers in that program because Gary Anderson's a really good football coach. Uh, continue to join our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Brian and I, yeah, frustrated after a loss against Utah. Brian more so than me because he has to wear a red must t-shirt. <laughs> Provided by the voice of the Utah Utes, Bill Riley. I'm going to look good, though. Why did you make that bet? Because I was confident, You didn't man. have to do it. I was confident. That was the swag. Just too much swag, dude. <laughs> swag filled up my head. It was too big. Well, to help us get more perspective on uh, the fact that there is, there is more than just BYU basketball, although it doesn't really feel like it today, the BYU football team leaves from Miami in less than a week to get ready for the Miami Beach Bowl and Memphis. Michael Alisa joined us as part of BYU Football All Access and he came dressed for a business trip. Michael Elisa showing up in a suit and a tie. I know you like us, but you don't need to wear a suit and tie on the set, my friend. Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay, you just, okay. I, I, I was just thinking, remember the Titans because they're in their yeah. suits. That just busts into my mind for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, no. It's the swag, man. I do this swag. to be in the right mindset. Look, it's a business trip going to Miami. This is okay. Business trip. You're yeah. sending a message, right? You don't got to lie, Mike. You know, you knew you were going to be on TV, you know, on radio, and so you want to look good <laughs> for your fans. Okay, that might have been got, some of it. You got your girl yes. watching. Like, hey, check this, hey, baby, check this one out <laughs> on this date. This one's going to be Make special. Make sure you watch this one. This one is special right here. <laughs> Rocking the BYU tie yeah. as well. That's nice. Yeah, Hold that course. tie up. Hold nice. that. Yeah, yeah, with the Y lo- stretch yeah. Y there logo at the bottom. Got to represent my right. school. That's right. Is that like a team-specific tie? Yeah, this is the one we wear to games. Okay. Is that we, custom uh, to you guys? Can we get a hold of one of those? You know what? I'll, I'll talk to Mick. Yeah, pull, how pull some do strings. I get one of those ties? I am. I wear a suit all the time. 
I've got to have one of those. I, had, yeah. I know I, some guys. I would like to have a slim fit, <laughs> a slim fit version. If you have a slim fit version, I would love to have one of those. You're the style. I'm trying to keep up with you. I'd put you up there with like a Lemma Harrington. You know, just the stylish guys. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. If you can, this is this is one tip you can take back. Slim fit. If you get the slim fit tie, make okay. it a little bit thinner. Okay. And then the uh, we'd, be, we'd be good to go. The BYU yeah. skinny tie. BYU skinny. BYU skinny. <laughs> that needs to happen. I'll be my next. I'm a Christmas gift to myself. That's right. That's right, man. We can Michael. create that. We can create. I just hey, don't try to steal my thing, man. I want five percent. If you try to get some money off it, we'll I'm five percent. We'll go to the Shark Tank with right. it. <laughs> Michael Elisa with us on BYU Sports Nation, senior linebacker. Now BYU approaches the Miami Beach Bowl. You know your opponent, the Memphis Tigers. In my opinion, the best team in the American Athletic Conference. They're probably yeah. the best team in America that you've never heard of just because they don't bring a brand name of sorts, but they're 9-3. and three. They've won six in a row. What do you think about the matchup with Memphis? I like that, the best unknown team. I've been watching film with them. I watched the Ole Miss game and also watched the uh, – uh, they're giving me in Cincinnati. Yeah. And both games, I was so impressed with their play. They didn't win the Ole Miss game, but they took it down to the fourth quarter to the wire until Ole Miss ran away in the last couple of minutes. But still, that was Ole Miss – uh, when they were ranked number 10 in the in nation. Oxford. At Ole Miss's house, yeah. And here was Memphis, little Memphis, that no one knows about, yeah. holding their own against a great team. So BYU facing the Tigers now. I know you've only had a few days to uh, review the film and, and whatnot, but what do they do that's going to be so hard for BYU's defense to go up against? They have really good receivers and a good quarterback. I think uh, they, they just have a connection, and their receivers go up and make some pretty impressive catches. I'm, I feel like defense just really has to buckle down this game if we want to uh, have a good shot because their defense is really good too. Mm-hmm. So we need to keep our, our team in the game by having a good defense. Okay, so that's offense. the difference because California presented BYU this year with what I believe was the stiffest challenge that you will face. They have NFL receivers. Their quarterback is a stud. Memphis has good players too. I don't think they're quite the caliber of California's offense, but but they're good. So do, do you feel like because of what you did against California, like we can, we can beat anybody that we face in this game? It gives me a little more confidence, but I, I do look at Memphis and I see some ballers. they got some, yeah. some guys on their team that, that really know how to, how to make big plays. You know? And um, when you have those guys, anything's possible. Do you guys have to go on with the same strategy? And I don't know at 100%. I'm getting a little bit rusty on my X's and O's. Uh, but it looked like you guys just went back to a, a, a base defense where – Ben don't break type of thing where uh, the, the DBs you know weren't really playing too aggressive and kind of keep everything in front of you and rally up and, and make the tackle. Do you see that same strategy uh, being successful with these guys, or do you have to mix it up a little bit? I, I think so. So against Cal, we did a lot of base defense, like you said, and then in, in yes, long right. long situations we go nickel and we try to utilize. One thing we did against Cal that we didn't do against other teams um, as much is that we used utilize the outside linebackers in the pass protection a mm-hmm. lot more. Yeah, help out the DBs, man. We, yeah. we we talked about that a lot, you know, this year that, uh, you know, a lot of fans were like, why do the DBs play so far off? Uh, it's because you have uh, some extra help with the linebackers. And so it's good to to hear that, mm-hmm. that you guys have, have used that. Um, but it also, see, if, if you can play a little bit more man, which I think these, these guys are man corners, that frees up opportunities for you guys outside oh, yeah. linebackers are bliss more oh yeah right how do you yeah. feel about that man i gotta cover your behind because you can't cover what the <laughs> no, heck no. i want to blitz man i want to blitz well and that's a hard job I, i've never had to cover man as, as much as you guys did and uh that that's tough 
You know, yeah. the, and the few times I did do it, I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> please don't mess up. And you're just, you know, you're shuffling your feet and just shaking in your boots trying to keep up with this guy because it's all reaction-based. It is, that's, yeah. that's the toughest job in the whole field is, is what yeah. a corner does, being a man. Yeah, it's actually one of the toughest jobs, um, positions to play in all of sports. Uh, I agree. Because, I'd, I'd agree with that. Because yeah. of what you said, though, it's, it's reaction. You know, the, the receiver knows where he's going. You don't know what is going on. You just yeah. have to react. You have to be fast and, and quick. So It has to be the most scrutinized and uh, probably most underappreciated position in football. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're so. You're the GOAT or you're the hero, and when you're the hero, it's like, yeah, nice play. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. good job, we got the field, nice pass breakup. But yeah, 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 you, you either do your job yeah. or you're or the like, worst guy you, on the team. You, you lost yeah. the game, man. Yeah. Like, you single-handedly lost the game. Like I don't care what – the quarterback didn't complete that pass, but you lost the game. It yeah. takes swag to want to play that position. you got to have swag. Exactly. Man. So, yeah. I mean, our corners are going to need to come up big, though, this game because they do have good receivers. And I, I would like to blitz more, but the outside linebackers are probably going to be needed in the pass game. You mentioned to us last week that uh, you would have liked to play a name team like Cincinnati. Memphis beat Cincinnati 41-14. to yeah. It wasn't close. So knowing what you know about that team and now this matchup, how does BYU go and win this game? What's the game plan for the Cougars? After watching film on Memphis, there's no doubt in my mind this is the team that I wanted to play. Because I, I said, nice. you know, Cincinnati is the name, the name brand team. Yeah, but This is the best team. But above that, I said I want to play the best team, and that's Memphis for sure. So going against them, I think this provides a great challenge for us and a great opportunity for us to show the nation that, hey, we're, see, we're a great team. See, this, this, yeah. this, see, this is why I was, as a, as a fan and an analyst, why I was disappointed with Memphis. Uh, you know, hearing what they've done, I, I haven't – I begin to scratch the surface on watching them. But uh, hearing some of the things, yes, by far they are the best team. But if you guys go and get a win, I just don't think from a national standpoint that people are going to be impressed not because of the quality opponent in, of, of Memphis, but because of the lack of brand, you know. And so, uh, yeah, you obviously as a senior, you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to go out on top. I want to beat the best. But for 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 the for the program to take that next step nationally, you know, I don't know, I don't know. How well, that's why it. we're educating people, right, Michael? Yeah, yeah. And and maybe maybe it's our job to do that to to make sure people recognize that Memphis is good. They're a good football and, uh, team. And I, I think when the nation realizes that, and this is the same team that had a close game against Ole Miss, you know, did really well against UConn, beat, beat all these really good teams, and only lost what two games this year? They or lost three, three, games. three games. They still almost beat Houston, and they had five turnovers. And all, all close yeah. losses, yeah, five five turnovers, and almost beat them. So yeah. That should that should never that should never ever happen. You should no way get get five turnovers and still almost win. Be a game. In a game. You yeah. should be you should get yeah. dominated. Yeah, but that that says that you're a great team. Yeah. If you can have five turnovers and still be in a game, yeah. you're a great team. It's always been stop the run. If we stop the run, we'll put our, ourselves in position to win the game. Does it change for any reason against Memphis, Michael, with the BYU defense? They they do have a good running game. I would say I would I hope that we can be a little more cautious about the deep ball. I think Cal exposed us on that, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that falls to the linebackers as well. Is we need to give the corners good underneath support and allow the corners to just stay on top of their man, yeah. so they don't have to you know come running up when there's a double move. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure that's frustrating when you have to to worry about that, but it, yeah. it, I think it falls in outside linebackers again. It, it, it definitely does help, man, and I and. I appreciated that with some of my linebackers, you know, like like Jordan Pillen, and even safety help, you know, with playing with Andrew Rich, where they would look and if I, in a game I was struggling, they would look and say, "Hey, I'm gonna take an extra second, you know, to to uh, to, to to get over there and help you." So, 
play a little bit off because mm-hmm. you're not gonna get no help right yeah. now. So to give me that extra help, that that, that feels that it's, it's good, and I think that's what uh, I think the difference has been. Uh, what you said right there, the difference has been these last four games. There's a lot more chemistry and and unity on the defensive side, and especially in the secondary. But I think I think you guys all play a role on each other, with with each other, and so if you guys can help out the secondary, you know, with some of the more shorter routes. They can be a little bit more loose and not have to drive on those shorter routes and not get beat. No pressure, Michael. No pressure. I love those on-field communications. Just like, hey, man, make sure you get underneath my guy, please. And uh, I I think the corners are most comfortable with Alani in terms of outside backers uh, helping them out in in the coverage. But I'm I'm trying to get there. I I, I can tell that there's still a little little lack of trust with, with some of the younger linebackers, but... Um, I mean, if we could all follow Lonnie's example, you yeah. know, a senior linebacker has a ton of experience, great player. It's, I think we'll be okay. It's, it, it is tough, man. You got to find that line. Because I remember playing with, with, with Jordan Pendleton, I did not bite on anything at all. Like, oh, no, he's, yeah. he, he's yeah. quick he has, enough. He has everything covered yeah. down there. I'll stay over the top. I'll he's stay deep. quick enough, fast enough, strong enough, big enough to, to, you know, help on run support and still take all my under stuff so I can be a little bit more loose. When other guys got in, I'd be like, hey, bro, like, why are you like what on the line of scrimmage? Like you know you got my yeah, yeah, you know yeah. this space. Get out, get out here as fast as you can. We're on the field I need side. To help. Yeah, so 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 this game is gonna be one last chance to show that we're maturing as a defense, that we got each other's backs, yep. and that we can communicate well and the yeah. uh, one last chance to come together right. and, and to to have that, that bond. That's that, the key right there, man. The communication. Yeah. Bowl game preparation underway right now. So what what's happening with the team in, in practice and what are the, the travel, I guess, uh, what's the travel setup like as you as you head down to Miami? Our first practice is tomorrow. They've given us a lot of time to catch up on, with grades and, and study for finals. But practice tomorrow and then Friday and then Saturday. And uh, Monday, Tuesday, practice as well. And we leave Wednesday for Miami. So did you, did you guys do anything? I mean, obviously, you didn't just sit at home and pick your nose. But as far as weights. <laughs> what is I, it with you and picking noses? Yeah, you just, that's, what, that's what you do when you're bored. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, was, I just use it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to expose Every you. Every now and then, yeah. I didn't expose you right now. As long as you get a tissue, don't, just don't put it on the wall. Anywho. Ask the question. Right, exactly. Uh, I just remember when I was playing, we went through a very hard time during our break. It was like winter conditioning all over again. Are you guys doing that or are you guys actually getting a break? No, winter conditioning, yeah. Okay. A lot okay. of running, a lot of lifting, but also a lot of time in the in the training room. They keep it up open all day okay. so guys can get treated and get healthy for the bowl game. Good, 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 good. Michael good. Elisa with us says they prepare to go to the Miami Beach Bowl, BYU, and Memphis. Any activity you're looking forward to most besides the game? Gifts. My family will be out there. I have a brother that hasn't been to a game in years. Wow. Because he's been living out in Hawaii. So he's flying all the way out from Hawaii to Miami. Uh-oh. Watch me play. So i got to do well for him. i to represent the fam. And, uh, and I'm just excited to, uh, to enjoy the environment over there. And you will be and joining us on set from the hotel, correct? I would love to. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Done. Okay. Sweet. We're booking you as a guest, man. <laughs> How about the GoPro, man? I've heard – I talked to Alani. I'm sorry. i got to bring it up. I talked to Alani – uh, and, and Scott Arlano the other day, and they they heard that it was final. I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering. I heard it was they were working on it. Have Brian you heard just anything? wants free stuff. That, I'm just trying to get it from some someone. <laughs> Scott, maybe Mike, Alani, <laughs> Rob, Daniel. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Keep being nice. You might get a present. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what the gifts are going to be, but that'd be awesome. Okay, yeah. just, do, just do a deal, man. I'm going to select you as my wife. Actually. Nice. Get nice. you some pub. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, spotlight you, and then I get a GoPro. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> deliver Michael Elisa the BYU Sports Nation karma as you head off to Miami. Okay? The reception of the BYU Sports Nation karma. And see, we we will see, see you. See, he has it, man. We got a we got a lock. We got a lock. We got a lock. See, he doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand the physical touch. Yeah, he doesn't understand. It's power. It's power, it's power right? Yeah. Yeah. It's power. It's, and it's, touch. The, it's the same thing when you're in the locker room and you pray. Everyone touches right. you. know, just like see. Okay, contact. They made me feel insecure yeah. about the yeah. touch and everything. I'm good now. Yeah. I'm. I just said they. I didn't say yeah. specifics. Okay. I just said they made Some me feel insecure. Some call it bromance, but you know, either way, whatever, however see, you do it. Fair enough. See, builds you. you up. Thank you. Michael, you we'll see you in Miami. <laughs> Michael Elisa giving us a needed respite from the frustration of last night's BYU basketball loss to Utah. But you know we're not done dissecting what happened at the Marriott Center last night. Come on. Not yet. Mm-mm. It's a big deal to lose to Utah, but how much of a big deal? We'll answer it next. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vizial on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Brian and I were just discussing that it's always a big deal to lose to Utah, but how much of a big deal is it in the grand scheme of things? With that said, bring on the next segment. Big deal. Here's how it works. We throw out a one-liner. Brian and I decide if it's a big deal or no deal. Maybe we both think it's a big deal and have different reason. I don't know. But let's go number one. Big deal, no deal. Only three Cougars scoring in double figures last night. Brian, this is a big deal because BYU is clearly at their best when they have four consistent scores. When Anson Winder and Chase Fisher can combine for 18 to 20 points, BYU is a world beater. Last night, Anson had 10, Chase had 3, and Tyler and Kyle did their thing. So this is a big deal because you have to have at least three guys on a consistent basis, plus Chase Fisher, contributing to win the biggest of big games. Right. I, this is a big deal. And, and you said it most with, with Chase. I mean, if, if Chase is able to to step up a little bit and, and hit some more shots, uh, the game is, is is completely different. The outcome is different. You get a W. Uh, and, and so I, I think with, with quality opponents like Utah, uh, more athletic teams, uh, teams that can play defense, you've got to have more guys in double figures. When you're playing against the boo-boo, doo-doo schools, I, can get, you can, I think you can get away with th- having three. I think you can. Chase knows, too. They, they know. Dave Rose knows. He talked about it. He said balance. Yep. Hey, we need balanced scoring. Okay, the coaches and players know they'll do what they can to fix it. Number two. Big deal, no deal. The BYU postgame production or lack thereof. This is a very big deal because BYU needs some sort of presence scoring a little bit from the big guys. Corbin Kafusi. Nate Austin went out with an injury last night. That was yeah. huge. He's their top rebounder. Luke Worthington is getting better. Isaac Nielsen is still a freshman. Still yeah, but they need, while they're young, they need more of a presence down there, whether it's on the offensive end, but definitely defensively and rebounding. They need those guys to step up. And when they get layup opportunities, they can't miss those layups. No, just 
dunk it in, man. You dunk like, the ball halfway yeah. all the way to the halfway to the rim, man. <laughs> you got to do is go on your tippy toes and dunk the ball in. I think it's a big deal as well, uh, especially when you look at the bigs for Utah and and how they were able to to rebound and and uh, you, when you look at what what Dave Rose said, having that balance, right? Being able to score when when. When, when your perimeter shooters aren't knocking down shots, guys like Chase Fisher, you know, you can rely on your bigs uh, to step it up a little bit more for you. But most importantly, I think it, it comes down to the rebounding as well. Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, taking one shot, right, you, you know, BYU wants to, to, to score quick. Take a shot. You, you don't get that rebound. And now you're playing defense for, you know, 30 seconds, and that, that, that just takes a lot in you as a, as a BYU player because you're moving the ball so fast. So, you know, sometimes it can go against you, uh, Dave Rose's scheme, as far as wanting to push the ball. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU rag- rocking the powder blue throwbacks. A lot of you might think this is no deal, but guess what? It was awesome to walk into the stadium last night and see BYU wearing the 1981 retro powder blue throwbacks. That was awesome. It was part of the ambiance. It was different. I know that everyone's like, winning is most important. Yeah, we know. Winning is most important. The players know. The coaches know. The fans agree. But enjoy the fact that BYU mixed it up. This is a big deal because it's, it hasn't happened before, and it was awesome. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going I'm to say big deal, but I'm going to switch it up. It's a big, this might be bad, but I'm just going to speak the truth right now. Big deal because... BYU lost, right? And you look at the football, the football team. When when BYU wears the, the 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 royal blue uniforms against rivals, so Utah State and then Utah, they they are uh, they they haven't won a game yet. And so you kind of transitions that to the basketball court, and the same thing happens, right? So to me, it's a big deal. We shouldn't wear the powder blues against rival schools. <laughs> Just, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. Oh, I'm just saying. Goodness. Certain times, you just all, enjoy wearing it. all white or all blue or royal blue. You can only do it at some time. Some, some, you know, depends on the opponent, man. Just enjoy it. Have you got it out of your system yet, Brian? Mm, no, I think a little bit. It's gonna take a little, a little while longer. A little, isn't little it? bit more. I need like one more segment. Good. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of next segment, up next, Jeff Martin, the director of recruiting. Uh, will join us on BYU Sports Nation. And we can't forget what Tyler Haas did last night. He still scored 23 points. Let's get loud. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Haas is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> you should turn the lights hair. on for, that, for the drum I wish my man. hair were longer for that. 413 after a 23-point performance against Utah last night, the most Tyler has ever scored against a Utah team. He needs 413 to pass Jimmer Fredette to become the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history. As I mentioned, we get the update on where BYU recruiting is, and as they stare down another big-time signing day, Jeff Martin here to set us straight. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan broadcasting in radio vision from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question, or more Twitter fill-in-the-blank today, is BYU basketball needs, you fill-in-the-blank, going forward this basketball season. Use the hashtag BYUSN to respond. I've seen a lot of... People saying wins. <laughs> yes, that is the obvious answer. They need wins, and they need wins against 
notable they teams. Need swag, ooh, that's make it need. a December to remember. Still have Stanford, UMass, and Gonzaga. You still got a jar of that left, right? Swagoo. Swagoo. Give them some of that. Lifetime supply, man. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lifetime supply. <laughs> Joining us now on set. Good friend of the program, Jeff Martson, director of BYU Football Recruiting. Is that your official title? Am I saying that right, uh, Jeff? You need to correct me if I'm wrong. On my door, it says director of player personnel. Oh, player and, personnel. And on-campus recruiting coordinator. <laughs> so, Can we shorten that up I'm a little bit? I'm looking to add more to it, actually. Add more okay, to it, Okay, yeah. director yeah. of like player personnel whenever you have on-campus recruiting coordinator. Whenever you have director in front of your title, that's always a good It thing. makes me feel good. Yeah, always. It's a title, right? Yeah, it's something. I don't, whatever, <laughs> you spell your name. Did it say Jeff or did it say Geoff? Uh, it's spelt G E O F F on my plaque. So you, know? pe- you should probably. I, if I were you, I would change it to Jeff, even though that's not how it's spelled. I would just so people no, aren't, don't tell him to change his name. Let him be what he it's wants to a, be. This is an opinion, man. This is yeah. a, this is America. This I'm is not America. trying to be like anybody else. You know, I like the uniqueness. So yeah, we, we, we'll stick with Geoff. Some people for now. say Geoff. You he, don't. You, you he deals him? with enough I do. bad jokes right away. Hey, Geoff, sexy Jeff. To, to get it right. Actually, go back out my door, close it, knock on it, yes. and then say <laughs> Signing day in a little under two months for BYU football. Uh, this is a very, very busy time of year for you, and that's probably an understatement. Yep. Uh, what's the status of uh, BYU recruiting right now? Just generalized terms. Yeah, so we were on the road um, for a few weeks, that beginning contact period of the winter. Uh, starting Monday, we're dead again, you know, so we can prepare for the bowl game and the holidays and all that. Um, so all the coaches just got back from the road today. Everybody was out all over the country. Um, we went everywhere from Hawaii to uh, Kentucky, Virginia, mm. all over the place. So they're all back and started bowl practice today, so new focus. You know, we're not focusing on recruiting anymore. We're focusing on Memphis and, and handling them while my office is getting ready for February and signing day. Sure. So how has getting to the bowl game and kind of the turnaround of the season helped with recruiting? Yeah, four straight wins. Yeah, no, that was huge. Um, there was a period in there where we were worried, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, have one injury, shake up an entire roster, and um, it's something that we definitely had to overcome. But thankfully we had a guy that was ready to step in there and, and get us some wins. Definitely uh, sealing it at Cal helped a ton. You know, we had kids there that yeah. were – watching us and big stage big opponent so that was huge and then hopefully we keep it going into Memphis. just how much of an impact did that cal game and then going into the memphis game with some momentum help you specifically in recruiting definitely helped i mean all the kids want us to win these days you know yeah. and we have several kids that we're actively recruiting in the bay area who are at the game so that was huge for us um you know there are a couple kids where we went in who were considering us and cal and we think that we wow. kind of solidified those guys so nice. it's been it's been really good for us it you know and some people are like is it really that simple yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it just is win. yeah <laughs> just just win football games okay what's the biggest concern in terms of uh filling holes left by a specific position group right now we uh i mean our focus going forward is on the offensive line um yeah. Even though we have a bunch of young guys who are playing really well, the depth isn't really there yet. Okay. So we want to build that depth for when these guys move on. We'll have yeah. guys just come in and step up. Um, in terms of like impact, immediate impact players, um, DBs we're going to need. Obviously, we got guys graduating, but yes, um, DBs. That's every year here. You know, every year we need impact DBs. Yeah. Um, so the good news is we're not looking for a guy to come in and be our guy right away like we were last year. So that's uh, that's something that's changed and with the DBs. Well, just in general. Okay. We, we will need some DBs to come in and play right away. Yeah, because, you know, last year you guys made a, a big splash with the receivers and, yeah. you know, getting guys like Jordan Leslie going to J.C. route, Nick Kurtz. 
Uh, I would I would assume with guys graduating uh, in, in the secondary, Rob Daniel, Craig Beals, um, you know, I know Jordan Johnson, you know, trying to get his red shirt back, but um, you know, a lot of lot of lot of holes to fill in. Um, do you guys plan to go that route, that JC route for those DBs? Definitely, with uh, at least one, we'll take at least one JC DB. Uh, I see us signing probably four DBs this year. Ooh. Wow! So um, I'm gonna have fun. You know, man. We'll need guys to come in and, and impact right away. So Jeff Martson of BYU. Sorry, let me get this. Let me get this straight. <laughs> get again, right, Jeff. Okay, Director of Player Personnel and On Campus Recruiting Coordinator. That's correct. That's impressive. Yeah, that's right. isn't it? There you go. Woo! I wasn't even looking at that. <laughs> no, you that was a good job, man. Basically, he uh, makes the wheels turn when it comes to BYU recruiting and where the coaches need to put their emphasis and uh, send the guys to the right places. Last year, there was this big scramble at quarterback, uh, and you have Taysom Hill coming back next year. He has already announced that, which is great. I mean, he's a trophy candidate. Christian Stewart, however, has been fantastic in the backup role and now is the starter. He graduates after uh, the Miami Beach Bowl. So how is the quarterback situation behind Taysom right now for BYU football? Uh, That was an emphasis, too. we, I believe, will sign three quarterbacks, probably sending one on a mission. That's mm. just okay. my hope. Um, and good good players, good quarterbacks that will be able to come in and play. Um, so something that, that was there, you know, there's really not a whole lot of depth after Christian leaves at all. You guys know that. We had guys transfer yeah. out that were supposed to be those kind of guys. So um, it's a good opportunity for a young guy to come in and, and learn for a year and then you know, yeah. take over. And also we got Tanner Mangum coming back from his mission. So. It would be prime, prime timing for that to happen. Yeah, what too. kind of an impact do you expect Tanner to make on the BYU football program? Is he going to be more of a Christian Stewart-type quarterback? Well, he, yeah, he comes back. He doesn't get back till June, so he'll miss spring ball okay. and get back right before fall camp. So it'll be tough for him to have a huge impact that first year. Um, but with the transition, he'll have a year under Taysom and then hopefully take over the reins. Um, and he's got it all you know he's he's a pocket guy that can sling it around and he's got, also got some athletic ability to him he's very similar to christian stewart okay the idaho connection from Taysom yeah, hill to now tanner mangum from eagle right. idaho and uh tanner some some of you know this but some of you might not he was co-mvp Jameis with Jameis winston at the espn elite Jameis. 11 camp yeah i'll take tanner <laughs> that's right man you know you know he signed the honor code so he's yeah, good especially here yeah i'll take tanner here do you guys plan on going after more of the, the senior transfers again like, like you did? The graduate transfers? I, yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. so. Um, it really just comes down to, you know, that's not something you can really plan. It's, those were all just kind of happenstance. Okay. Um, so if that becomes available, it's something we'll definitely look into. That fits here um, with the limited time that those guys have to, you know, abide by the standards. and, and right. So when they only need to be here for six months, it's easy. You can take a lot more uh, personalities. Yeah. Yeah, Man, yeah, did that ever work lot. out with Jordan Leslie? Too? Absolutely, yeah. Holy cow, what an impact! That's a, that's he's had a on this that's BYU a guy team. you could actually you could have had him and his personality the way he lives his life all four years, definitely five years. If he read Jordan it. would have made it all four years, no yeah. problem. Yeah, definitely. it hurts knowing that he's not coming it back, does. but it's it also incredible that he gets to go out and play in a bowl game. How how does how does guy getting guys like that you know non non LDS. I think he's what half white, half black. Let's just call him black. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how does how does getting a guy like Jordan help you with with recruiting uh, for you know some of the younger guys, freshmen that you're bringing in that that aren't LDS? No, it's huge to have non LDS guys here that that love it and live it and just live BYU. You know, Jordan's like that. Nick Kurtz is like that. Mm. Um, so having those guys able to host recruits that come in that are in a similar situation and show them, hey, you can make it here. I'm making it here, and I love it here. And 
you know, it'll be the same for you. It's huge. I'm glad you get to go to Miami. So oh, hopefully you can get some some sleep before yeah. the crazy <laughs> yeah. rush in January because uh, I know we've talked before and you, and you work some crazy hours. So thanks for taking time out of your very busy day to come no and problem. talk to us. No problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you in Miami. Thanks, guys. Jeff Martson getting it done for BYU football, bringing in the big-time recruits for the Cougars. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a cap on this show. Brian Logan will give you one more opportunity to one, vent, one my friend. Chance. Thank you. I need that. Get, it, I get need it, it all together. Get it out before the show's I done. I will. I'll get it out. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Man, we've had a fun week, man. It's, yeah, it has been fun, man. <laughs> it's been fun. I'm, you know what? So we got we to say happy birthday to you. You don't need ha- to do that. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. How old are you? 40? Oh, wow. I, okay. I, you let me finish. Uh, 40 minus uh, 25. That's 15? That's I'm 15? You look 15. Oh, That's come on. You look, you, look, you look good, man. What? <laughs> can I give you a compliment? 15, 15 is good. I can't okay. admire your beauty? Gosh, man. I'm just going to skip to myself, Thank there. you. You I'm brought me a good. smoothie this don't morning, touch too. Me. Don't touch hey, me. Hey, hey. Don't touch me. I'm good, man. Yeah, and I didn't even know it was your birthday. I feel like a horrible friend. No, but you brought me a smoothie. I, you I knew did. You were touched, as you would say, you were touched by the spirit. It was the it was the spirit, man. I had, I, had a, I had a prompting to say, you know, <laughs> hey, let me let me get him a smoothie. You know, I can't take all the credit though because it was a free smoothie. <laughs> but you still gave it to me. There was like a punch card, so you, still gave you know it when you me. get when you after you get to ten, you get a free one. So yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. We're moving at mostdexterlaw.com. I mentioned her off the top of the show. Chelsea Willardson, BYU student from Richfield, Utah, made a half-court shot to win $5,000. And it was the first three-pointer technically made in the Marriott Center after (laughs) (laughs) tip-off. Make sure you tie up that, Chelsea. Tithe. Get your, first. get your BYU Blue Santa hats at the BYU store. They are on set. Uh, Christmas BYU gear there available for purchase. Our Twitter topic today, BYU needs to blank going forward this basketball season. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At CJ Hershey, more production from our front court. Rebounds, blocks, points, hustle, etc. Had a couple people saying, Luke Worth, you said Luke Worthington's getting better. He is defensively. He is. Luke had a rough game last night, but he is getting better from everything that I have seen, and I think he could play a significant role for BYU as a post guy producing in the future. At Colonel Stealth, or PW Enter to 19, following shots, getting rebounds. Ah, Rebounds. The little things, like you mentioned. Little things with the big guys, though. Little little dudes, big dudes. Thanks to Jeff Martson and uh, everyone on our crew for for coming in. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Happy birthday to (laughs) you. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com.